Hello and welcome to the Knowledge of the College podcast. This is your host, Patrick Butler, and today I have an awesome episode to share with you. It's just a quick conversation with my good friend, Zane Jan. Zane was one of the first guests on the podcast. He, we first recorded about a year ago, and it's been a pretty wild year. So I want to check back in with him, see sort of what his takeaways have been for the last 12 months, and uh, you know, hopefully it's of value to you. So please enjoy this episode with Zane Jan. Thanks for joining the show again. How's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Just really excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, it's been about a year since we did the first one. I can't believe it. Time flies. Knowledge without college has definitely grown since then. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride so far. And uh, I'm looking forward to having you on here in future episodes as well. But let's sort of catch up a little bit from where we were at a year ago at this time, what, what do you think, you know, we can sort of reflect back a little bit. Uh, what do you think is like the number one thing that you've realized or picked up on or tried to improve upon in the past year? Totally. For me, uh, it's one thing and it's really easy. It comes right to mind and it's communication. Um, you know, I think communication by far helps me out in all facets of life, whether it's personal dealing with friends, dealing with relationships, or in business, most importantly. Um, you know, throughout the last year, I think for me, my theme has been really continuously getting more professional, getting more buttoned up, and um, creating processes and systems that work good for not only my business, but for my life as well. And the one thing I've realized is that all of it is centered around communication. The more communication there is, the more smoothly things flow. And I realize whenever I have a problem, whenever there's something going on, it's usually a lack of communication. Um, you know, there, there was usually a break in communication somewhere. So I would say this year, a big theme for me has just been increasing the amount of communication in all facets of life. So again, if, if I could just tie it to one thing, it would be that, it would be that single piece of info. Do you mean communication, uh, or like, could you expand on that? Like, what, what do you mean by communication? Like, could we break it into smaller pieces for people to understand how they might be able to apply it to their own lives? Sure. So I think communication can be done in a lot of different ways, right? Like, so for example, when we're walking down the street and we wave at someone, that is a form of communication. When we're on Instagram and we post a story or a post, that's communication. When we're, you know, on Facebook, liking one of our friends' posts or looking at our grandma's pictures, that's a form of communication. When we're on the phone, that's a form of communication. Now, these are obviously a lot of the basic forms of communication, but as you start to think about communication and get a little bit deeper with it, you start to realize what it truly is in essence. And it's kind of your message to the world and what you're trying to get done. So for me, you know, some of the problems we face in business at SunGrade Solar 
was, you know, there, sometimes there was, you know, ups and downs in morale. Um, sometimes there was lower attention rates. Sometimes, you know, our, our sales team wasn't, you know, quite up to par as it used to be. Sometimes there was a problem in operations. Sometimes customers were upset. And I looked at all of these different areas and I started to realize one common theme. Like I said, there was a break in communication somewhere. And as you start to kind of break it down and you look at it, you start to see like, wow, like the reason this customer's mad is because there wasn't communication, you know, with the person fulfilling the job. And then between the person fulfilling the job and the sales rep who was selling the job, there wasn't communication there. Or when we're hiring someone, there wasn't a proper channel of communication. So when they got onboarded, they weren't properly trained therefore leading them to not succeed in the workplace, therefore leading to them quitting the job or getting fired, et cetera. So when you look at all of these things, you know, in the simplest form, communication is just like what I said, you know, it can be talking to someone, it can be waving to someone, but the impact of communication is so much deeper. So for me, I've started to realize when I'm seeing issues in business, when I'm seeing issues in life, the first thing I need to identify is, is there a potential break in communication somewhere? And usually, almost 99% of the time, the problem roots from a break in communication. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think you're absolutely right. And what just sort of struck me while you were saying that is how it's sort of ironic how when you look around and you see in your own life or in business how communication is oftentimes a problem all at the same time we're using, you know, iPhones and internet connection to constantly communicate. Like communication has never been so easy. It's there's never been such wide access to communication and information before. Do you think those things sort of go hand in hand? Like with all these mediums for communication, it's even more important now than ever before to be clear or to deliver more communication. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really important. Like, no matter what you're doing, you should deliver communication. We, we were kind of just joking about this. I was talking to Patrick here, and he was saying, you know, sometimes in the workday, he has to delete Instagram, um, you know, off of his app because it can be distracting. And I have lots of friends and lots of people in my life that have said, like, literally the same thing. Hey, I got to delete Snapchat. I got to delete Facebook. I, I have to delete Instagram. And I remember having that same thing. I remember like a year ago, literally telling myself the same thing. I, I even had a period where I like deleted my Instagram completely. Just, you know, I took my profile off for like a month or two, thinking that it was going to give me some, you know, serenity, thinking I was going to be happy, thinking, you know, it was going to be more peaceful. But the reality was not much changed. And as I started thinking about communication, I realized, like, again, it's, it's your message to the world. It's your impact on the world. And I started thinking of it a different way. You know, instead of, you know, saying, oh, it's bad to look at your phone constantly, you know, like we're, we're constantly hearing this, especially with like kids. Like uh, I always hear like the old, I always hear, hear like the old guy or the older woman who, you know, who's just like, kids have iPhones, kids have iPads. This is crazy. Back in my day, we used to ride bikes and we actually used to go talk to someone in person. Of course, you know, you want to go and have that human contact and that's vital and that's important. But what you can't forget is in life, you can't resist technology, right? In, in, in life, you have to be able to utilize technology to your potential. And when you resist technology, you usually end up losing. Technology always wins. So for me, when I looked at communication, I was like, let me look at the technology. 
And now more than ever, I can put out a piece of content, I can put out a picture, I can say something, and I can probably impact with that one word for the first time in history, you know, millions of people or billions of people in some cases, depending on how much reach you have as an influencer. So for me, when I look at that, like the first time ever, you know, I could literally talk to someone across the globe and send a piece of communication. I find that so valuable. So for me, the way I look at it is, and you know, again, I, I'm slowly starting to become accustomed to this, but you have to be able to communicate on every platform because for some people it's LinkedIn, for some people it's Facebook, for some people it's Snapchat, for some people it's Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to continue to spread your message, whatever you believe in, whatever your life mission is, whatever you're passionate about on all of these mediums and all of these channels, because you never know who you're going to reach. Like literally our company SunGrade was started because of certain communication we had. If I didn't know people, right? If I didn't have a phone, if I didn't have a Facebook, I wouldn't have ever been able to even meet Patrick. You know, like, like, even though we grew up in a very similar place, right? Like very close, like literally like the same town, there was a good chance that we probably would have never been friends and we probably would have never met, even though we probably our entire lives, you know, lived within five miles from each other. But because we had Facebook, because we had Instagram, because we had the phone, we were able to actually connect up on something. And then two years later, go and start a company with hundreds of employees. And if you think about it, like literally one piece of communication is solely the reason that that relationship was started, which then led to this company being started. So for me, it's just sometimes you have to think about it a little bit deeper. And um, I'm a big believer in just like, you can't hide communication, you can't bring it down, you can't suppress it. Like you have to put it out there in the world, um, no matter who you are and no matter what you do. Again, it's, it's just kind of your message to the world. Yeah, it's honestly mind-boggling to think about how far of a reach communication can have and the rippling effects of just, you know, certain communications that have happened in your life. Well, what would you say to someone that maybe, you know, like like if you're posting all the time on social media and all these different platforms, what do you say to someone who has a harder time doing that, has a harder time either getting out of their shell to do that or just coming up with content to, to post? Totally. And where I get this, I get this question a lot, right? Like, Hey, maybe I'm not comfortable. Like it's not my natural state to go out there and post a selfie video or post an Instagram story. And I get that for me, you know, I wouldn't say it was a huge resistance, but it was definitely a resistance, you know, before, you know, when I posted things, I'd literally spend like five minutes looking at the story I'd post or 20 minutes, 30 minutes before I posted an Instagram story or a post. Right. And I would think about that. And it's really crazy. I got a tip once from a Grant Cardone, right? Who's got millions of followers. He's like, dude, when you film a video of yourself, just don't replay it. Just post it and put it out there in the world. Don't care about it. Don't try to critique yourself. Don't try to sit there and try to continue to repost videos. Take the video and send it no matter what. And that one piece of information changed my life because I realized, right? Like in, in life, when you're communicating with someone, when you're talking with someone, you can't just take that back. You can't just rewind your conversation in person. So there's no reason you should be able to rewind it online either, right? Like if you say something, if you're feeling something, you know, do it in your most natural state. And if you're more of a calm person, more of a relaxed person, someone that 
might call yourself introverted. Well, you can still communicate introvertedly. You just got to be yourself. Don't try to be, don't try to be that extrovert. Don't try to have that loud voice. Don't try to increase your tone if that's not your natural state. Get on with your natural state. But the most important lesson there is put out the information. Just like you wouldn't go three days without talking to anyone in person. Maybe some of you will, but most of you wouldn't. Don't do that on social media because social media is that platform of communication. It's the next best thing from your voice in person. So for anyone that's you know in their shell or doesn't want to get out there, just realize people will follow you not because of how you say something. People will follow you because of what you say. And if you genuinely know you have good information and value to provide the world, doesn't matter how you say it, doesn't matter what your tone is, just be you and people are going to follow what you do and what you preach. So fight it, you know, like if you're scared to get out there on Instagram and do that, just do it. Who cares what people think? Who gives a fuck? You have to go out there and release that. And the cool thing is once you start releasing like your first pieces of content, it becomes so much easier to keep doing it. It becomes a high, right? Like you're like, oh man, I posted like three pieces of content this week. It's crazy. The week after, it's like 10 times easier to post 20 pieces of content because you're on like this momentum. And as you start to communicate to the world, the craziest thing is you start to feel better. You start to be happier. And that feeling of you know peace or serenity you were trying to get by not posting or by deleting your Instagram or your Facebook or your Twitter, what ends up happening is you get more happier. You're like, wow, this actually feels pretty good sharing my value with the world. Even if 20 people viewed it, it's like 20, 20 people right there that you probably would have never communicated that message to that saw that message. So never underestimate the power of your communication and um, how far it can reach and you know how many lives it can change. Yeah, I think at a certain level too, it's like if you have a positive message to, to send out or, or good information, like you said, it's almost your duty to do that, to spread that information, especially given, you know, sort of the echo chamber that can happen online oftentimes where, you know, sort of get into these negative feedback loops. And I think just overall, if you got something good to say, you really should say it. It's, it's your responsibility to do so. Totally. And even if it's not something good, right? Like even if it's something that society doesn't agree with or people aren't around you don't agree with, like put out that message so you can get feedback because communication is a two-way cycle. It's not a one-way cycle. It's not just your message out there to the world. It's the world's response back to your message. So I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, bringing up, you know, as far as taking the feedback from it, because I think one of the arguments against, you know, sort of constantly posting online, like one of the things that you'll read about is that people become obsessed with the reactions, obsessed with the, you know, number of likes that they're getting, or they'll, you know, become self-conscious or they delete the content if it doesn't get, you know, like 200 likes in the first yeah. five minutes or something. Uh, you know, I, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend always does that. She'll, she'll like post a story and delete it or a post because it's not getting enough likes. And I look at it and I'm just like, why, you know? It's like, accept that. It, just like I said, if you waved at someone, there's no way you could take that wave back. If you mm -hmm. talk to someone, there's no way you could, you could go back in time. It should be the same thing online. Like, don't go back in time. Release it in the present moment. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, what, what more specifically could you 
talk about with communication in regards to using it in your own life, you know, besides just the way that you project out to the world, uh, how has it helped you out in the past year just personally? Totally. So I would say the biggest thing is communicating helps you have the conversations that you naturally don't want to have. Too many of us end up having regrets in life. We didn't tell the person that we really liked that we liked them, right? We didn't, we didn't ask them out. We didn't, you know, we, we didn't talk to that person we wanted to do a business venture with. We didn't reach out to that large influencer or that motivational figure or that athlete that we wanted to reach out to because we thought that they would never answer to us, right? We, we, we go through life with all of these regrets and these missed opportunities. And for me, communication is opening up opportunities. So whenever I have a problem with someone personally in my life, whenever I'm just feeling down and not the happiest, or I'm not in good communication with my parents or my family or my girlfriend or my friends or my business partners or like whatever, my employees, like whatever the case may be, I know that it's my responsibility to initiate the communication and handle the problem. And every single time you realize the problem that seemed so big in your reality and in your mind can be literally solved with a three minute piece of communication. You could call someone for three minutes and probably solve like 99% of your personal problems. Cause usually it's just these things that are built up in our head that are predicated on us judging other people. Right? Like, like, like if you're just, you keep talking about someone and you're like, this person's that, this person's that, this person's that you start to get angry and aggressive internally. And you're like, what the hell? Like, why is this person like that? Why is this person like that? But if you had a three minute phone call with that person confronting that issue and addressing it, you could probably solve that problem. And way too many people don't say what they want to say because they're worried about the outcome. But the thing is that internal communication, yourself talking to yourself is going to beat you up way harder and it's going to feel way worse than if you just projected that communication out and talked to the person about it. Have the conversations that you don't want to have. Like when your body and your mind and you know your kind of intuition tells you like, hey, you shouldn't have that conversation. You shouldn't say it because you're scared or you just don't want the outcome or you don't want to confront the problem, just do it. And when you do it and when you have that conversation, you end up feeling 10 times better and your problems get handled. And way too many people just don't ever address that and it leads them to having a regret later on in life. What's your feeling about, you know, if somebody said, I would confront that issue with so-and-so, but I know that they wouldn't hear it. It would just go in one ear, out the other. It wouldn't make a difference. So for me, the way I kind of look at that is, yes, that could totally happen. The thing is, you're like anyone that would say that would be completely naive, Right. Like, like they'd be completely naive if they believe that there was an effect with that piece of communication. The only time the communication wouldn't have an effect if it, is if it wasn't stated. So most of the time, even though the person's reaction might be defensive and you think that they might not, that, that it might come in one ear and go out the other, even if 10% of that message went across and they just retain 10% of that, that message, they're most likely going to go back from that talk or from that meeting and think about what you said. Even if they don't agree with you on the spot, even if it seems like they're not taking your advice, 
they're going to go back and they're going to reflect on that message. And you can't make someone's decision for them. You can't base someone's reaction, but they can think about it themselves and make that decision and come to that realization themselves. But it's your job to start the communication and project the message so that they can actually think about it. So my answer to all of those people is you can't expect the result without at least trying. And I promise you, even if it's only five or 10% of the message that gets across, part of the message is going to get across and you're going to have a much better chance of solving the problem than if you just never opened your mouth or started that communication. I'll take it. It's good advice. What else this year? Let's, let's, let's reflect further. I mean, it's, it's been a while. What else could you offer to the, to the listeners who, you know, I think 2018 was an interesting year for everybody. Uh, what, what else have, you, have sort of been your takeaways? Um, I would say kind of, I mean, obviously communication for me is really big. The next biggest thing I would say is um, a really set and structured lifestyle. So naturally, I don't come from a place where I really need to be organized. And what I mean by that is I've gotten lucky to where I'm pretty good at just organizing things in my mind and I don't have to put it down onto paper. I don't have to write it down. I, I, I don't have to use a calendar. Like I, I know so many people that if they don't write something down, there's like a really good chance they're never going to actually do that. So they have to write everything down. Whereas I'm kind of the opposite. It's like I can remember most of the stuff just internally. But the thing is that's kind of poisoned me because it's led me to build and do things that aren't duplicatable because if it's just up in my head, there's no way I could ever go out there and teach someone. it. Even if I'm the best practitioner on planet earth, I could never go out there and duplicate myself and get my message across to more people and help more people or duplicate my skills or my tasks or grow because I would never be able to get it out of my head. So naturally I always kind of had that going against me until this year. One of the biggest things I realized is like, Hey, I have to get way more organized, like important meetings. I do, they all have to be note taked. I have to start utilizing my calendar. Even if I can remember to show up to a meeting, I have to put it down on my calendar so other people can remember. And so that I can have something to go back and reference to. I could say, what was I doing at three o'clock on Tuesday? Oh, let me go back to my calendar and see what it says there. And I could have never, ever done that alone without figuring out organization. So I would say for me, man, and you know, I, I wonder if it's the same for you, but it's just getting a lot more organized too. Like as I'm increasing communication, it's, hey, how can I build a system for everything I do and just make it duplicatable? So if I'm not there to do it, someone else can kind of pick up the scraps and get the job done. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. This year, I'd say probably the biggest thing that I picked up uh, was using the calendar, living and dying by the calendar. Even this morning, it's funny, I, I missed a 8 a.m. meeting because I didn't have it on the calendar because I just woke up, rolled over. You know, it's like a shortcut for life and for thinking. It's just like, I'm going to look at my calendar, see exactly what my day's like. Uh, and if it's not there, it basically doesn't exist. So living and dying by the calendar is huge. But there's something I wanted to, sort of explore that you just mentioned there is building a system for it. Yep. And I think that that is something that sort of you'll eventually pick up when you're, you know, this with SunGrade here, you know, we've been building systems 
within the company for a little while and it sort of becomes second nature. But that's definitely another thing that was not natural to me whatsoever, but, but is sort of become, you know, sort of like a default action when it comes to looking at a new, introducing a new behavior, a new habit, like building a system to make it reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, I, cause I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that, the, that way of thinking thinking like a systems thinking versus, you know, just setting goals. Yeah. Well, most people, it's really easy to come up with a dream, right? It's really easy to just like think of something and everyone has a dream. Everyone has an idea. Everyone has an opinion. The thing is the numbers between the people that have those ideas, those dreams and those opinions and the people that execute on them, like there's a huge Delta in between there very few people actually execute on what they say and what they think of. So systems thinkers, when they generate a thought, when they generate an idea, instead of just putting it into their mind and putting it out into the world and not doing anything about it, they create a plan for it. I've had so many people I know that are like, Hey, I'm going to go out there and create the largest company in the world. I'm going to go out there and make a million dollars. And then you ask them like, cool, man. Like, I I love that ambition. How are you going to do it? Oh, I'm just going to work hard. I'm going to hustle hard. I'm going to go talk to a lot of people. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work nine to five. I'm going to work nine to nine. I'm going to work 80 hours a week, but there's no real system or plan. Therefore they have no roadmap of getting anywhere. It's like not giving you a map, not giving you Google, you not having your phone and me telling you, Hey, I need you to go to the greenhouse in Texas be impossible for you to get there you know that there's a greenhouse in texas but for you to drive there without absolutely any direction it'd be near impossible even though you know what you want your destination to be or what it's supposed to be you have no plan but when you pull out google maps you have the step-by-step direction and manual to actually get you there so in life it's the same thing we have these big dreams we have these aspirations we have these ideas but we don't even take the first step just to put it down onto paper. Like that's the first step, get it down onto paper. You have a dream, get it down onto paper after create a plan, how it's going to be done. What are the steps you need to take? Cool. Once you have the steps down, what are your targets? What are your goals? How long are you trying to get there? in? you know, are you trying to get there in one year? Are you trying to get there in 10 years? If it's a company, you know, how much revenue do you want to do? How many sales do you need? Okay, cool. You want to do hundred million in revenue? Well, how many salespeople do you need? How many employees do you need? Cool. Once you have the employees, how are you going to train them? Cool. What's the hiring process going to be? Right. And it's actually navigating through all of those kind of difficult questions and putting them down onto paper and actually creating the roadmaps so the thing can be executed. The problem with most people is they're great at generating the idea, but they don't have the plan behind it. So that's why most ideas just never come to fruition because there's no plan behind it. So I would just really recommend for people that, you know, are are genius and they have these creative ideas. If you're having trouble closing those cycles, if you're having trouble actually getting the things done and moving forward, start to address it with just creating a plan and identifying all of the little sub things you need to do to actually get the product you're looking to achieve. Yeah. If you don't clarify it, then you have no direction. Totally. Yeah. 
you got to make the you got to make it real. You got to you got to make it super clear. Break it down to the ridiculous, right? Totally. That's awesome. Love that. Um, in a similar vein, uh, do you write your goals down? I never every, really asked you that. Yeah, every single day. So uh, I haven't always, right? And I've kind of always been like, yeah, back and forth about it. But ever since I got into the concept, and you know, we, we've been doing this in sun grade, but got into the concept of battle plans. Like every day you need a battle plan, right? Like your company, your life, like your long-term plan is the war, you know? And every single day is just another battle. It's a battle towards winning that war. So when you start thinking of it that way, you realize like every day you need a plan for battle. You need a plan of action. You need to know what you're going to do. And if you don't write it down, if you don't state it and put it out into the world, well, there's a really good chance that you're not going to get it done. So for me, every single day, I realized like, hey, I need a plan, not only for my day, but like, I need to, I need to do it out like hour by hour. Like, what am I going to do this time? What am I going to do this time? What am I going to do this time? And then connected to that is what I call an end of day summary. It's where I can at night take like five to 10 minutes and just reflect on my day. And if it went, you know, if it went as planned, if I did all of the things I was supposed to do, if I achieved the targets I was supposed to achieve. And it's really cool because as you start to do that, you actually start to grow. Because when you're reflecting on your day, you can realize all of, the all of the places where things went wrong. And then the day after, the week after, et cetera, you can go ahead and you can correct those things. And when you start to actually put those down, you put those things into existence, it's just a lot easier to track and monitor. Whereas a lot of us, kind of are living in this like delusion right where we don't know what we're doing we don't know where we're going we don't know what we're going to do in our day we just want our mind and our body to act but just like a system just like a plan like your mind and your body needs tasks to do and needs things to execute on and the first step when you wake up when you start your day is like plan the day out and then when you go to sleep figure it out. Did it go planned as accordingly or did it not? What went wrong and what could I do better the next day? And we just literally apply those two simple things. You start to become way more self-aware of your actions. Like I know so many people who are like, I work my ass off. I work so hard. And that's all out of delusion because they actually believe it because it's not written down. Even though they might've actually worked one or two hours in the day, their mind is telling them that they worked 15 hours in that day. And because they're not writing it down, they're never going to figure that out. And they're never going to solve their problem. And they're going to go around, you know, shouting, you know, yelling out loud, like, Hey, like what's going on? Why am I not hitting this goal? Why am I not going anywhere? Why am I not getting promoted? Why am I not selling more? Why did Sally surpass me at work? Why did this, why is this person have a six pack and why don't I? And it's because you're not putting those things out into existence and actually monitoring your day-to-day -day habits. So I would say that's the biggest thing with the goals. But yeah, to, to answer your question, 100%, you know, you have to do it every single day. Speaking of stuff that you do every day, uh, did you try to pick up any habits this year? Any, any in particular that was like, this is what I'm committing to I have to start doing this on a daily basis, anything like that? Yeah. So 
the biggest thing I said was like communication. Like I was talking at the beginning of the call every single day. Now, like this year, I have to put out a piece of communication. Like if I'm not communicating with the world multiple times a day, and I'm not just saying talking to people, but putting out stuff on social, going out there and messaging people. If I'm not doing that, I know that there's something wrong. I know that channel needs to be wide open. I know that if I want to get out into the world, if I want to spread my message, if I want to help people, I have to communicate every single day. So I would say that's honestly the biggest habit. But other than that, you know, like things like the gym, things like going out, I've been way more consistent with it. But a lot of it hasn't just been like, hey, every single day I'm going to go to the gym. No, it's turned into a lifestyle. It's one of those things where it's like the people that usually don't end up going to the gym are the people that come out with this crazy extreme workout plan that sounds so crazy. You're like, dude, you'd never be able to do that. And they get into it and they quit because they can't confront it because it's too much. So for me, I realized instead of thinking of it as, hey, I'm going to work out every single day at this hour for this amount of time and do this workout, I was like, I'm going to make this a part of my lifestyle. I'm going to get active. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to produce. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be active, and I'm going to do this for my body and for my health and for my energy. And when you start thinking of it that way, you stop tying yourself to these you know, little stupid things like, I'm going to work out for 45 minutes, and then for 15 minutes, I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to do chest this day and back this day and arms this day and then run at this pace which is totally fine for some people the problem is if you're just trying to get out there and get active and you haven't been historically active if you're not like a bodybuilder or a professional athlete most likely you won't be able to confront that level of a system in working out so the first step you need to take is just getting active and just getting out there and once you start to do that, let's say you're, you become a professional athlete, a bodybuilder, or just really, really focused and ingrained in working out, then you can start to think with like, okay, today's chest day, today's back day, today's arm day, I'm going to focus on this, I'm going to focus on that. But to get started, the best habit is just getting active every single day. Like, hey, there's going to be at least one hour of this entire day where I'm going to be really active, you know, whether it's exercise, whether it's playing a sport, whether it's in the gym, et cetera, you're just getting active. So I would say... Uh, between posting more content and putting more communication in the world and just making this commitment to myself to be active every single day. Um, those are probably like the two biggest disciplines or habits I've, I've kind of uh, added into my life this year. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I have a theory that when it comes to going to the gym, like 80% of the habit is just getting to the building, like touching the door. Totally. Like that's the hard part. You know, in, in reality, what you do in the gym is, you know, sort of secondary. It's like, oh, great. Like, did you have a phenomenal workout? Did you get your heart rate up to whatever? Did you burn X number of calories? It's like, that's all well and good. But the hardest part, the part that most people couldn't do consistently day in, day out is just actually get to the gym and open the door. Totally. Totally. And it's because like, um, you know, I was talking to Ty Lopez about this and, you know, this is kind of one of the things he said, he's like, Again, people try to do this thing like minute by minute where they're like, like, like literally I have some friends that are like, I have my days planned out in 15 minute segments. It's like, that's fine to do. And I respect that. But like, no offense, man. Like you didn't have a schedule at all last week. And now you have the schedule broken out into every 15 minutes. There's a good chance you're not going to get there. Like the first step is just have a basic calendar. 
write down, you know, write down what you're going to do for the day. And then slowly, as you become more disciplined, it's like a muscle you build and you start, kind of start, you know, keep going at it. It's just like being in the gym. Like you're not going to get up, you know, if you haven't lifted weights for three years and go and try to bench 300 pounds, right? Cause you'd die, right? You know, you try to lift this thing. You wouldn't be able to lift it. And even if you did, you'd fall right on your face. Like it just wouldn't work. It's the same thing with disciplines. You can't just go from having a lifestyle where you're not disciplined and go into this heavy, severe, crazy discipline. So you got to build it up on a gradient scale. And it's a, it's a muscle you start to develop. And as you start to develop it, everything starts to get a little bit easier and it becomes easier to start to become more granular with your day and your schedule and have more intense habits and do more things. But again, like you said, like the first step that most people can't do is just touch the gym door. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny is I, I noticed that same thing with reading. Like when I first started, it was like, I had to start with like a book that was like a hundred pages or less and, you know, super easy. And you, I, a lot of people that I talk to uh, who are trying to sort of develop that habit are starting with these ridiculous, like 300 page, uh, you know, like textbooks on like business management. It's like, you're never going to get anywhere with that. It's like, it's exactly what you described. It's trying to, it's like trying to deadlift 500 pounds if you've never been in the gym before. Totally. Totally. Cool, man. I mean, that's awesome. What, what are you looking to do in this coming year? Um, I would say the biggest thing like this year, kind of like I've been talking about, it's been putting together policies for myself and for little things. So this year, I think the biggest thing is just creating a system and a policy for literally every area of business and life. So, you know, right now, I think one of the biggest things I'm working on is um, just in our company, SunGrade, is going through the entire company and systemizing everything and creating a procedure and a training for, you know, every job and every post. And uh, that's something that we had in the past, just it was never, it was never done or executed correctly. Um, and it was never really put into motion. So it's going back and fixing that problem and putting all these things into motion. So I think the goal this entire year is just how can I take all of the things I want to get done and like we've been kind of talking about on this call, create that plan of action and uh, really go about it and kind of attack the year with, again, like targets, plans, goals, opposed to just saying, hey, I'm going to have a good year. Just really kind of go about it in a systematic way. Love that, man. Love it. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time this evening, Friday, beautiful Friday night over here. What uh, Do you have any sort of final uh, piece of advice, asks, or requests to the audience? Any takeaways? Um, I would say one of the biggest things is, like, if you're just trying to get started, if you feel stuck in life, if you feel like you want to get more out of life, you want to do more, you want to be more, you don't feel happy about where you are, it's really simple. Like we've been talking about this entire call. Start by putting yourself out there and communicate. We're in a day and an age where, like I said, there is so much freaking opportunity. It has never been easier to build a business, to be successful, to get known, to create wealth. It has literally never been easier in history. So take advantage of this opportunity because you never know it might not always be there. It might never be this easy to go out there and communicate with this many people. So take advantage of the moment take advantage of all of your resources instead of waiting and just thinking about stuff just start doing. So I would say, you know, if I were just to give one message to anyone 
in any area of your life, whether they're 15 years old or whether they're 80 years old, start communicating and get out there in the world. And most likely, like I can't give you the roadmap to what your life's going to be because every individual is different, but most likely you will find the solutions to your problems and the answers to your questions just by getting out there and trying. And most people don't take that first step. So get out there, try, communicate, and utilize all these resources around us. Oh man, where can they find you online? You can find me on Instagram at ZJ official. You can find me on Twitter at Zane Jan, Z-A-I-N-J-A-N underscore. Um, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Zane Jan. Uh, and then on LinkedIn, you can find me on uh, linkedin.com slash Zane Jan. Phenomenal. Well, all right, my man, thanks for joining us this evening and uh, hope you have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at KWC pod on Instagram at knowledge without college podcast. You can find me Patrick Butler at Patrick Butler zero zero on Instagram and Twitter. I encourage you to send over any feedback you have. If there's any guests you'd like to hear on the show, any topics you'd want to hear discussed. I want to know about it. I want to hear your feedback and opinions. So please Help me make this a better experience for you. And I look forward to hearing from you. Have an excellent day and thanks for listening.